Open the pod bay doors, please, pal. All right, all right, all right. You're gonna need a bigger potion. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Look at the coast. We get together, have a few laughs. <laughs> a movie artist with Brad Patel and Gus Trapper. Took a lot of notes. I didn't take that many notes, but I did kind of do a slightly deep dive on in some of the YouTube videos on it. Yeah, there's some really, really, really fun ones. Yeah, um, I watched a bunch of them. There's one theory that I, of which I dawned upon me after however many rips and uh, second <laughs> glass of scotch. <laughs> Uh, but did you, holy shit, the, did you pour the scotch into your computer? <laughs> it's like the beginning of winter, like the first goddamn week of winter, and he fucking destroys his chess machine, like the only <laughs> thing that is gonna keep him entertained. I know. That's well, our McCready. Like, email us. Did you like that segue or what? Good segue. Email us. We have an email address now. What you is remember, it, Brad? You remember what it is? Yeah, it's it's uh, a movie um, odyssey at gmail no podcast is in there too (laughs) (laughs) okay okay yeah right you're right yeah a movie odyssey podcast at gmail and there's a dot hold on let me look at i'll cut this oh boy guys all right you gotta leave this in this is classic stuff (laughs) we have an email address it's a movie odyssey dot podcast at gmail.com so so I'm going to open it right now and to all our fans, hundreds and millions of any, fans out there. Don't have any emails yet. I did put it on the description of our last episode. So I'll be putting it in the description. Um, and I probably yeah. only announcing it. Well, I don't know. Do we need email to email us with every, every concerns, episode? corrections, thoughts, uh, what movies you guys want us to talk about? We got to talk. Oh, we got to do what Nick. We got an email from this yeah, guy. Yeah, that's right. That that George Zunza movie. And uh, we're gonna watch that guy, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Nick. Uh, we're gonna watch that, and I'm excited. And we really, really appreciate you listening to the show. And God damn it, we finding taking your time and finding one of our emails and yes. sending it. You're a badass. All right, gang. Uh, uh, well, yeah. I'll, I'll do an intro here. We're going to... Let's, let's do it. Uh, my, uh, welcome back. My name is Brad Patello. I'm here with my good friend, Gus Trauf, who is drinking some kind of... Oh, it's scotch. And he's going to pour it into his computer after it beats him at chess. I mean, am I not? What else am I going to drink tonight? <laughs> We're talking I, I, about... It'd be great if I had some Budweiser's to slam, too. We're talking about The Thing. From 1982, our John Carpenter Marathon continues, which is, so my top three favorite horror films of all time are The Shining, Alien, and this movie. Wow, Brad, I might have to completely agree with you. And I would probably maybe put this one at number one or two, like of those three, I would probably put alien at the bottom i love it but there's not as much psychological drama like character drama mm. in that movie there is some with ash but this movie the thing is i just don't know all... if i could necessarily even rank them against yeah. each other i know those i would are... just say those 
they're on equal playing ground in my book. But this movie is so good. It it is. I it, when it comes to John Carpenter, who I love, obviously we, we love him. We're doing a marathon, a month long marathon of his movies. But he does like kind of he's all over the place. Some of his movies are very and I, I, I don't know what like I would have to look at budgets and stuff and time and all those kind of resources. But I think the full picture, the thing is maybe his best movie. I would agree. The thing was made for 10 million and it made 15 million. It did very poorly when it first came out it basically it, bombed at the believe, theater I, I just don't it doesn't make any fucking sense to me this is like spielberg level filmmaking this movie came out the same on day on a low budget this movie came out the same day as uh blade runner and Which two weeks as well at two weeks after et well fucking yeah everybody just was going back to the theater to see et again yeah so it didn't do well and he was pretty jaded actually his career this the way this performed in the box office insane it's that's and it just i can't it's insane the the level hmm, it doesn't make any sense to me i can't uh, that reality i'm not accepting that reality well it is very nihilistic it's very it's very dark it does I have no problem with the pacing of the movie. In fact, I love the pacing of the movie and the story development. I could see, I don't know, a 1982 audience. I don't know. It's basically right off the bat. There's guns and explosions. Dude gets fucking domed. Yeah. I, 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 that's crazy Swedes. I mean, obviously it's found new life. That was an opportunity for you to correct me. What? Oh, Norwegians. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I was off on my own thing there. As we, yeah, I, yeah. it did, but it obviously found new life in a home video. And, um, you know, I mean, it a, is regarded as, I mean, who doesn't like the fucking thing? You're an idiot. Yeah. You, you gotta like the thing. Did you see the prequel? Yes. 2011. I almost rented it. Like, and I said, wait, Gus look at the look at the the date it was made <laughs> yeah i don't know why they would call it the same have it's so bad i would have to rewatch it i do i like the cast i like the idea they fucked up because they got somebody like the studio exec somebody got afraid and said we let's because they had practical effects yeah like and they said uh let's do fully cg let's and do cg yeah. god what a fucking problem that was uh, that's not the, a good thing i mean besides like two three map paintings everything in this movie is real when they're yeah. in the helicopter and it's they're they're going to the norwegians uh base the smoke in the distance i mean that is that's not like a Compton shot of like inside a helicopter with a blue screen. I mean, the the effort to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, obviously, groundbreaking effects by Rob right. Botton. We'll get into that. Oh god. Yeah. And I, I just, like how it's like not overwhelming though. There's like three or four really intense effect scenes. 
and the rest of it is like slow burn character yes it's the way to do it the whole thing like okay jaws is like the big example right of the creature like don't show the creature but the whole thing with jaws was that the the shark kept on fucking up so it's just what they that's what they were working with and not by choice uh, and it went way over budget and it ends up being like the first blockbuster, right? Basically. And everybody learned a lesson. Don't show the creature. Now they do a, they don't necessarily do that with this, but like you're saying, they, they do it in short supply. They don't over explain it either. Like you yes. never really see the creature's real form. They do. The script is so smart with the, how, the expository is so natural. I, I wrote somewhere, one of my notes was that it rides this line of like beautiful cinematic language. And also it, it he's almost doing like Spielberg stuff and he, he stops himself and it leaves it very like naturalistic. So yeah. it's, it's cinematic and also naturalistic. Well, it also doesn't over explain like it right. doesn't doesn't explain the characters really you learn about them through their interactions with each other which are very natural i mean just the first four shots of the uh, of the us camp you see the sign that says like us outpost number 23 or whatever it is i didn't write down i 31. forget okay thank you <laughs> and then you see Childs is working on like a snow cat outside and the other guys are in the mess hall or whatever that the like pink playing ping pong and stuff. It's just, and then you see uh, McCready Mac in his just, little, like <laughs> whatever his like outpost thing. Yeah, he's got like a tower. He's got like a turret or something that he, it's his like, he sits in. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what I was getting at is just how simply it sets up those characters. Yeah. Just right I, there. I'm in. Like, I, I love these guys. I like that. And the, you don't really learn. You kind of glean information about what they do, like what their role is. It doesn't say, like, I'm the helicopter pilot. I'm the mechanic, you know. Right. It just lets you figure it out. It's one of those films that doesn't talk down to its audience or assume its audience is dumb you know there's that... no uh, there's no fat to this yeah. movie right it is so precise so, storytelling shots everything is like has a meaning to progress the story well i thought we'd talk about the characters a little um sure because we want to try to unravel some of the mysteries and some of the fan theories and there's a lot of them well, that's the fun thing. I mean, help me with the math here, but how many years has it been? <laughs> 40, almost. Four, well, and there's still people making music, uh, YouTube videos of trying to figure out who was the first infected and it, it, is Childs infected or not at the yeah. end? Like that, well, it's deliberately because the whole theme of the film is paranoia. Yeah. It's, it's deliberately like ambiguous. Like they right. in, intended to build in uncertainty in the audience, like the shadow that gets attacked, 
there's fa- that famous scene it's like the first person who gets assimilated you don't see him you just see the shadow and he turns you know when the right now in. if i had if i could put my money down it's norris yeah a lot of people think it's and, norris and i'm not saying but this is what i'm saying i would put a lot of money down that it's norris but I don't think that means that Norris is the first to be infected. That's the first that we are shown who is infected because one of, I think there's a Blair is doing uh, com- some computer AI kind of processing stuff at some point, but I think it alludes to the story. Cause like I'm saying, there's no fat to this and every single thing that's said is sort of either foreshadowing or has something to do with the story well, I was going to say that Shadow is not played by any of the actors in the movie. Oh, that's interesting. Because he didn't want you to recognize it. It's played by some guy. Like some, it could be it could group. be Windows. It could be. Well, the three main people. We, we see that Windows is human. I. It's it's either it's Norris or it's Palmer or possibly Blair. The, those are the three characters that we see have been infected at some point or assimilated that we know for sure are at the end of the movie. We know for sure those three characters had been assimilated. I mean, I need to make better diag. I should have. <laughs> well, My diagrams aren't fit for this. This is some of the YouTube videos. So the characters, let's go into that a little bit. Just explain who these characters are. The 12 characters. Yeah, let's go. Um, so the whole thing takes place on a base a research base in Antarctica. So isolation, these, these guys are, we're living together, working together. So you got the kind of the three main actors in the film, McCready, Childs, and Blair, kind of the three most famous actors in the film, Kurt Russell, Keith David, and Wilford Brimley, respectively. Uh, McCready is the pilot, helicopter pilot. Love Keith David. And uh, Keith David, Childs is a mechanic. Blair, Wilford Brimley is like one of the scientists. Yeah, he's a doctor. Sort of the main biologist type. Yeah. So then you got Palmer and Norris, who are both characters that are also shown to be infected at some point. Palmer, uh, played by David Clennon, is another mechanic. He's the joint smoking. Is he a pilot as well? He, it's it's implied that he can fly the helicopter. Yeah. yeah. And then Norris is but another he's best scientist. at smoking weed. He smokes a lot of weed. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least before he gets infected. Or maybe after. We don't know at that point. And that's another thing. The thing, if they don't like weed, I mean, just get out of (laughs) here. Well, it's perfect copies, right? It's interesting because. That, that, that concept is never. You can go so far with that. The idea of a perfect, like, so it's shared memory, what they can lock into. Their abilities. Yeah. And, And Norris dies of a heart attack after he's infected so the the alien assimilated his weak heart yeah all right so you got them uh you got copper uh played by richard dysart who's the doctor yeah i just call they call him doc more than they call him copper yeah he's probably got the coolest death and he has a nose ring it seems like there's two ways to get infected you can do it violently which i guess if the thing's like in a hurry he'll you know assimilate someone violently like we see happening to bennings at one point he's bennings is played by uh 
Peter Maloney. He's another scientist. He's the guy who dies creepily. He, he like gets assimilated. We see him getting yeah, assimilated I, and then they torch him before he's done before yeah. he's complete and he lets out that terrifying scream as he's dying yeah what a the sound of the sound design Ugh, top yeah. notch so we got copper we got gary uh the lead researcher played by a character actor who i've seen in a bunch of stuff and i never remember his name it's donald moffat yeah he is yeah gary is he he brings a lot of humanity to this to ground the movie i think yeah Whenever he's it, like I, i've known bending's my for for 10 years yeah we get a lot of character stuff through him mm -hmm. like because he has a lot of lines like that where he explains things like that like relationships then you got fuchs he's the psychologist um has probably the most mysterious death uh played by joel polis uh, uh can i can i uh put my two cents in on that real quick sure okay there's windows windows yes he's the nulls uh, nulls is the cook yeah 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 but windows nulls and mccready uh, they are the people who see fuchs's burnt body mm -hmm. and windows picks up the flare and he's like oh he must maybe they you know there's a flare so they they each have an idea and then mccready goes but maybe he he's the last one to give his input and he goes well maybe he killed himself before it could get to him fully and i think how movie scripts are is that's the truth the movie drops a lot of hints like because there's a lot of mystery we don't know who gets killed when or who gets assimilated when and some characters we're not sure what happened to them deliberately again it's this... cleverly placed in expository dialogue right the idea is that like you're telling the audience what actually happened without like over explaining it oh and there's clark also he's the last clark is played by richard mazer he's the dog handler the dog guy yeah yeah i mean that's again it doesn't over explain who these characters are we learn about them through their reactions to things and through their interactions with uh with each other and with the the creature so the the base gets infiltrated by the creature via a dog uh the opening sequence there's a helicopter chasing a dog and the guy leaning out trying beautiful to shoot beautiful landscape i believe again a movie odyssey dot podcast at gmail.com email us whenever we're wrong but i believe the set burnt down and there was like a year delay in production which led john carpenter to go back into into the script and um kind of really i don't know like go over it with a fine comb which leads to how perfect this fucking movie is. Huh. Well, it says here filmed in Juneau, Alaska and Stewart, British Columbia. And in sets, the interiors were shot on refrigerated sets in Los Angeles. Interesting. So, yeah. Oh, to get the breath. Yes. And Very just cool. so the actors wouldn't die, I guess, of heat stroke when they were oh, bundled and like, up. And yeah. Yeah, so it takes place in uh, Antarctica. Beautiful scenery. Uh, the helicopter chasing a dog. 
We don't know why. Uh, it's a husky. husky. Yeah, and beautiful dog. Kira, Kira needed to like be up in the attic with me when I was watching the movie. Um, and I was like, Kira, I don't know if you're going to like this movie. There's some... Several dog deaths. Yeah, it's going to be scary for you. <laughs> she passed Be- out. She was beautiful something. dog, though, in the beginning. And oh, apparent, absolutely. Cool. Apparently really well behaved, too. Like, they, they only had to do a few takes with it for a lot of the you stuff. What they say about directors never... Never no, work with no dogs. Animals no are, animals or children. children yeah. <laughs> so the uh, helicopter is from a Norwegian research base, like 30 miles away or something. And both of the pilots die. So the pilot, the one guy, <laughs> the one guy pulls a pin on a grenade and then drops it and just runs away. <laughs> well, this is a, well, he tried, well, this is a nitpick. I would have liked to have seen those two Norwegians like they're roughed up maybe they're one of them's covered in blood maybe like there's they've been shot once or they've been you know like they're they're a little bit more scruffed up more like backstory on them yeah um well you could watch the prequel mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. we learn about them then yeah they don't, so have, they're, they're, they don't have names in that. and I, I i like the grenade thing because if you think about it at, oh, yeah, at first, it out. seems like a silly. Yeah, they're like freaking the fuck out. And what a great setup! The the so the yeah the guy tries to take the pin out of the grain. He's got these big thick gloves on, and it goes flying into the snow behind him. Yeah. The one guy goes running away. The other guy tries to find the grenade. Unfortunately, <laughs> blows, up. blows up and blows the the goddamn helicopter up. But the uh, other guy is yelling at them as the dog like all the all the uh the u.s um characters are gathering going like what the fuck's going on and the dog runs and is jumping up on them like and they just think it's this beautiful dog and they don't know what the fuck's going on the dog is desperately trying to lick clark that's you know dog acting well he's trying to infect clark because it it's established i mentioned there's like the violent way of being assimilated clark is one of the last to come out he comes out after yes. the fact. But maybe it's not Clark. Maybe it's someone else. The dog's trying to lick someone. Yeah. But the the second way of being assimilated is like slowly through your... Because they say like one cell can infect. Like Right. So it's just like through your genes. Yeah. So if the dog had DNA licked this character, he could have assimilated him. If the dog like had put his saliva on the character, I think it's implied that he could be assimilated at that point. The... um. I, I I had never really like taken in how incredible this one shot is. I got thro- uh, shout outs to Dean Cundy. You Dean Cundy again. Bitch. This is like the third or fourth film of his that we've. Yeah. Um, Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Uh, Escape. So the helicopter does a little circle of the base the camera is tracking the helicopter as it's circling the base and it stops on McCready's um, elevated like little shack. His turret thing. And then he comes out, but just the timing of that and the coordination of like trying to like, it's so good. Oh, I forgot to mention the title card. I, I love the, oh, title, the card. title card. Oh, do you know how they did that? Yeah. That was like burning a, uh trash bag burning a trash bag yeah <laughs> oh this the, and again the sound it's not only the effect of the trash bag burning 
to get that, which is so genius. Yeah. But it's the, it's the sound design. Yeah, that works too. Oh, they, they made this beautiful giant, you know, model of that, of, of the spacecraft with lights inside of it, very yeah. detailed, but the effect of the animation and, and the, and the, and the look of that doesn't. Well, that was the, that was the main nitpick I had about that. The whole movie is that opening shot where we see the spaceship. Is that necessary? I don't think it's necessary at all. I think it might be all you need is a shot from outer space of earth. And I don't that, know. that can allude to enough of it. Don't you think? I don't know if you even need that. I mean, it's one of those movies where we learn sort of by osmosis. I mean, there is a scene where they go visit this. Oh, it's a spaceship. I also, uh, so you ha we have Mar uh, Mariconi doing the score here. Oh, yeah. It fits right into the world of John Carpenter. Yeah, it, you know, it feels natural. The and score. It's, it's very uh, minimistically, like they hardly ever use it. But man, there's a lot of this movie is just is is completely silent yeah. as far as music goes. Well, it adds to the feeling of isolation and yeah, paranoia. By the way, computer voice and uncredited Adrian Barbeau. Ah. Oh yeah, was, that's awesome. Who was uh, his In wife the at the time? Yeah. So yeah, we get into the mystery of. Uh, we, the characters start to suspect each other after the the dog scene. So the first major action set piece is, you know, the, the dog thing that came running into the camp is put into the kennel with the other dogs. and But after hours. Yeah, he's, he, he's allowed to roam free for a couple hours and he does infect someone. There's that famous shadow shot who... Is we could e argue either Palmer or Norris. There's people. Some people think it's one or the other. It could be, it could be Blair, but it seems unlikely to be Blair. But it's one of those three characters for sure. I have an argument for Blair. For it being Blair. No, I have an argument that Blair, he is the first to realize the the stakes the stakes at hand and he goes crazy yeah because he knows what he has to do and that leads him to like go down a rabbit hole sabotage the whole and base and the helicopter even when, when they put him in the shed i think he's still himself i don't think yeah. he's a, i think he gets infected down the line by somebody sneaking out yeah when and how does blair get infected that's one of the major mysteries how about the I don't think you're ever supposed to know. I think he gets, you know. Well, there's the shot with the noose. Remember that? Yeah. That, yeah. that shot so it it's so funny. There's several cuts in the film that make me laugh out loud and that's one of them where we yeah. it's it's the 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 visual it's like an over the shoulder shot of McCready and then uh Blair's inside and there's just a noose between him and and his line delivery too. Wilford Brimley says something like, I want to come out now. Or yeah, 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 yeah. It it is, I, I laugh every time too. But, it, but it, the it, noose it might be yeah. evidence at that point that he might be infected because maybe he made the noose to kill himself before he got, before he turned. I think while, he's why else at would that there point. Be a noose? He's just going to, yeah, he's just going to kill himself. <laughs> he's on the edge of like. It's just such a random cut though. Like you just, 
you're not expecting to see a noose there and it's just <laughs> i don't know the editing is funny actually there's some editing jokes in this movie that yes i do think that um there are some odd points where it's almost they didn't have the right coverage and they didn't know what to do so it kind of like fades to black oh yeah it does that a lot let's so i i wrote down i don't know if you wrote this down but i wrote down who dies first i wrote the order yeah oh well and i wrote okay so bennings is the first to go and he is the first to go as a thing but if someone if someone gets assimilated that's not automatically a death then right no okay Mm, i maybe i forget my train of thought last night all right well okay so so we'll okay just go, go with me here okay all right all right bennings the bald ginger he right. gets shot in the leg by the norwegians the crazy swedes yes. at the beginning of the movie um he is the first to go great scene he is like almost oh, yeah. fully uh the thing is almost fully assimilated to be a perfect copy of bennings but he has these crazy like claw hands yeah and that scream <laughs> the scream great moment i um, love that sound effect anytime the thing screams it's like so haunting and and, and the the locust noise yeah that they bring in just they do a really good job of grounding it but also making it like not of this earth um yep. so he's the first to go which then sets blair off as and goes fucking nuts that's when he just starts axing the place right then great scene there right then we have fuchs he is the second to go but we don't where he's a question mark we don't know how he died but or, i would or if he was a thing when he died if he was a thing or anything we we don't know but we would assume that the thing wouldn't want to kill itself so i think what mccready says is truth well, the, the paranoia almost starts right away with uh, the with Wilford Brimley saying, watch Clark. Yes. And then Fuchs pulls McCready aside and says something like that, too. But Clark, it makes sense because Clark was alone with a dog for a long time. Yeah. And and Blair had his suspicions for a while. OK, so Fuchs goes, we're not exactly sure how he goes. I think it is true that he just he knew the situation and he killed himself burn himself alive the next to go is norris he he has a heart attack he has a heart attack yeah which leads to oh my god such a good scene i love that scene so norris his chest opens up doc gets his i love the shot of him like pushing and then it's the the mouth just opens and the timing of it is so good yeah. and the screen i something about like uh losing a limb is, is one of my biggest fears and that's du- terrifying to me double amputee with the du- richard dysart yeah. mask so doc gets killed now at this point which oh but that leads to norris's head getting away from the flames yeah which Pal- is Palmer maybe reacts. one of the most effective um effect shots in the movie in my opinion yeah and the way it's lit too i think that's what and then makes... the noise of him like while his head is detached and how it's 
it's kind of like this like frothy like, like and he, he's trying to go to get away and i love that he doesn't get away it it's sprouts like the fucking and... claws and <laughs> that monster yeah, is Palmer, great that's a great like john carpenter line you gotta be fucking kidding me yeah but here's a question for you sure since yes. we're at this point in the movie is palmer infected or assimilated at this point i think that it is almost impossible to tell like you're not supposed to know okay i don't think it has the information that i i, I honestly don't I, I, so you're really strongly of the opinion that the shadow is norris he's the first one assimilated yeah all right so we so doc was four he dies as not the thing he just dies because he got his arms fucking bit off yeah <laughs> um all right that basically after that scene the paranoia in the group goes fucking nuts especially and, and, and the blood scene too oh who sabotaged the blood that's another big that issue. is do you have uh, a theory to that i don't well okay are there two sets of keys to the blood we see windows drop the key we don't see you, it. you don't see it. it you hear it he, windows has the keys you see him he, he makes a point to do a gesture where he's swinging the keys around yes but when, when he, he walks in bennings. and sees bennings and then he drops the keys out of fear yeah so he has the keys at that point he drops them anybody could have picked him up right and if it's true that there's more than one infected than we that that we know of even though that bennings is the first to be infected that we see that means that bennings could have picked that up and been like hey uh i'm the thing too bro like take these <laughs> you know or it was palmer yeah palmer could be infected at this point in fact the shadow could be palmer could too. be palmer yeah i'm just that's just my guess that it's norris because one of the great things about this movie though by the way, if you made a YouTube video where you're declaring 100% that it's either Norris or Palmer, you're kind of missing the point of the movie. That <laughs> it it's is like still fun, though, and I appreciate supposed it. Supposed to be. YouTube no, I, I love all those videos. All so, right, so after, the, after all those deaths on that crazy action scene. And then the fifth to go is Clark. The whole group has been basically assured by uh Knowles that mccready is a thing he's been cut loose and some of course mccready being a badass makes it back inside and it, the whole thing with the dynamite is so good this 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 whole sequence is maybe the best part of the whole movie in my opinion where the, it, that leads up to the blood sequence we could have a whole podcast about this fucking scene the whole blood test scene the um palmer fucking turning into the thing and everybody's scream i love the grown men screaming bloody murder is awesome and him slamming up against the ceiling is such a crazy idea and the execution is awesome i love his head splitting open and then eating windows head oh there's some really great uh like dummy shots of windows legs yeah banging around it's all right still awesome. so did the thing plant the clothes the mccready's clothes yes i think that that's um to sort of foster suspicion right yes because the thing is deliberately fucking with hiding him. and yes breeding suspicion he wants them to turn on each other yeah 
and not know who's who. And Again, it's very and, smart about it too. Yeah. The alien but also, is very... it, it, and it, same thing with Blair, like Blair, either he is the thing and he's planting seeds of doubt into McCready's mind about Clark because of the fact that Clark spent time with a dog of which they know for a fact was assimilated. Yeah. Right. So it, it, it works both ways, which is beautiful. Yeah. Um, so Clark is the next to go. He gets domed in the head by McCready. And I love the um, line from uh, Keith David where they test his blood afterward and he's human and child says, well, I guess that makes you a murderer. Yeah. Yeah. And McCready's just like, all right, let's there's a, on also to the next one. during that scene, there's some great shots of Palmer. Like just before he has this, there's a shot of him where he's like, okay, I'm fucked. Yeah. Like he, he knows he's about to be found out as the thing. And he's kind of like, looking very guilty that they do some interesting things they do the same thing with windows so there's a lot um, of red herrings so uh one thing i wrote down was all of the there's um, these beautiful split focus shots throughout the movie and they're so split focus i i, I don't i i don't know exactly the technical how they do it but basically they have two elements, a foreground and a background element that are in like perfect focus. And you can tell there's like a blurry line going through like halfway through the camera. Yeah. Like a diopter shot. Yes. So one of the shots is um, before the power goes out while Fuchs is still alive. McCready comes, Fuchs is in his like lab. Fuchs is in like, directly in the camera it's almost his whole head is in like the like the whole right of the camera and everything in between is a black room so that so that blurry shot the blurry Almost. the seam of the the split focus is completely hidden which is mm -hmm. beautiful yeah so, so carpenter likes those shots yes he does split he, he pulls shots. them yeah he, he pulls them off quite well so clark not a thing he gets domed in the head. That's number five. Six to go is Palmer, which Palmer. takes place in this scene. He is tied to the bench, which is such a good setup where the, the bench starts shaking and they're like, yeah, all like three other guys are tied to this bench with Palmer and they're screaming. Um, so Palmer kills Windows. Windows is seven. Palmer mm -hmm. is a thing. Windows is not. Windows gets this fucking absolutely destroyed and turned into a thing which he, then he gets fried yeah he starts to be assimilated and they put that down right away they yeah after windows dies blair oh. is blair for all we know is locked up it is gary mccready Knowles, and childs um they're the last group and they're all people <laughs> they have and they've done the test how about Gary's death, by the way? Oh, the hand thing? Yeah. <laughs> well, Crazy. It be, it, yeah, it's really cool, especially when they drag him. He, he gets dragged away. Yeah. It's a great idea. So uh, we you know, we find out that Blair thing has been, we don't know when Blair has been assimilated, but he does get assimilated at some point, and he starts making a spaceship. Yeah, he's making a little mini saucer. They go into like where they have Blair quarantined, and they pull up the floorboards and they find a cavern and he's been building a spaceship. Yeah. So basically then we know Blair is the thing he kills 
uh, Gary. We don't even know at the end if any of them are human. Like we're down to Childs and McCready at the end. Yeah. I, so, I, so can let me bring up my one theory I had that is uh, is is one hundred percent false, but I had it while I was going in. Okay. This time, basically, they're outside gear. There are navy coats and there are tan coats. And Nulls, it uh, oh sorry, Norris and Nulls are wearing. Um, and I couldn't remember, but Norris, I knew Norris hundred percent was, is a thing at some point in the movie and he's wearing a tan coat. And I thought it might've been like this cool little like thing where they had like, whoever's like in tan is a thing. Oh, well, that there is was not true because Nalls, who is not a thing is As wearing a, a tan, tan coat. coat. Yeah. So I was like, shit. That's there, that's wrong. There was one thing they did, and Dean Cundy confirmed it, but it wasn't consistent. It was the light in the eye. If you see a glint in, like, a reflection of a light in somebody's eye, then they're human. Okay. But if you don't see it, then they're a thing. And they, Kurt they, Russell's fucking blue eyes are stunning in this yeah. movie. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, that's something people point to. What They do it in the... Um, they do it in the blood test scene for sure because mm -hmm. whenever you see palmer in that scene he does not have a glint in his eye but everybody hmm. else does um well, i guess i'll just watch this movie again yeah, and watch it again fucking time um, uh but the, at the end too like you know kurt russell mccready's got a glint but child's doesn't hmm. so there's lots of theorizing about is child's a thing at the end so one of my favorite theories for the end is uh, as we're harboring but let's go back to the uh the the, the chess wizard yeah. sequence mccready dumps his iconic j and b scotch whiskey blend <laughs> into the machine he's which he's drinking through he's drinking through yeah. so at the very end we got hobo blanket drunk ass mccready wandering around the the camp he sits down childs walks up to him and he offers him a drink of his jnb mm -hmm. now if is it foreshadowing that him killing the machine at the beginning is like him killing with the whiskey yeah. is him like like yeah he's gonna kill childs i okay at the, the end of the movie that. I was really, really high. <laughs> Offers J and B to Childs, kills Chess Wizard with uh, at intro with J and B. Well, there's lots of shots of the J and B, obviously, and he he offers it to several people throughout the film. He gives it to um, he gives it to Bennings, I think, after he gets shot in the leg. He gives him the bottle and lets him drink off it. Yeah. Um, these guys are drinking the entire time. There's no, I, I want to know the, uh, did they have to ration their booze? There is literally a bar. There is a bar. Um, they're always There's an drinking. asteroids machine too. Yeah, I would hang out down oh, there. Oh, and also here, I noticed a cut. I don't know if this is intentional or not, but there's a cut. You see the asteroids machine and then it cuts to Blair's simulation, which looks a lot like asteroids. I don't know. That might just have been there. like in the moment kind of uh, 
but okay so i i need to let's get back into their booze consumption <laughs> okay this they have a finite amount of booze they're there they're there for like i mean they're probably there for how many months like six months yeah and, and there's this whole thing um they one must of the have first, crates of it or something mccready says it's only the first goddamn week of winter he's already crushing through scotch yeah. Yeah. he's fine with pouring an entire glass out to kill a machine a toy that he could have fun with for the you know mccready doesn't give a fuck <laughs> but these guys are just cranking down budweiser's are they even doing any research they're just playing ping pong and cranking budweiser's and watching reruns it sounds actually sounds fucking awesome it sounds like 2020 but they're gonna have to get like an airdrop of budweiser here soon well you know there there's the whole thing about sharing the bottle because you're not you know i mean they were gonna cook their own food and only eat out of cans because one right. cell so someone could get infected just from that now there is a moment where um palmer lights up a joint and he passes it to childs yes they're watching that's when they're watching a rerun and he's like oh, i've seen this one before and they th they throw on something else yeah so they're sharing saliva there so oh great needle drops in this movie yeah. i guess it's not necessarily needle drops but like uh no superstition uh, oh god you can't you kidding me what a <laughs> it's so good I got it. So we have to shout out Dean Cundy is incredible. Uh, I, I wrote down Keen uh, Dean's lens flares are just. Yeah, he's the king of 80s lens flares. Oh, sure. They're these, just blue and perfect. The colors, um, by the way, I, I have to point out colors, blue and orange, uh, mostly yeah, blue. heavily blue yeah. until the yeah, until the reds and the flare and the fire come out. There's a few moments like the moment inside the ice cave is like purple. There was originally, did you notice the stop motion? There was one shot. Yes, I did. I wrote down stop motion. There was more apparently originally, but they. There's two shots, right? There's one of the, the, the tentacle coming up and grabbing the TNT. Yes. Device. And then there's one where it breaks out. Yes. Of the ice, right? Yeah. But the, there were, I, I guess the original ending had the entire Blair thing was stop motion, but I guess John Carpenter didn't like it. So. They redid it. Shout out to Rob Boten. Boten, I believe. Boten or Boat. I don't know. I looked up how to pronounce it, but and he I found is both. the all star of this movie. He was 22 <laughs> when they made this. And he's he, the head of effects. He made all the monsters. There's so many good monster effects, like the dog thing in the kennel. Oh, and well, it's all lit really well. It's not just the effects, it's the puppeting, the, the performance. actual what the creatures look like is all from him. Yeah. And the performance too. Most of the time he was performing the, the creature. And he kind of like really pushed and lied his way in a little bit. Yeah, I guess. Cause this he is his first movie where he was lead designer. Mm -hmm. Cause he had worked under people like he on the howling and stuff. And yeah, this is the first where it's him. He is in charge. Yeah. And it, it not, he, I'm sh it's tough to get like a complete read on how stuff went down with like when they're retelling stories you get this idea like some of this stuff was like you know 
Well, there was some I tension mean, between Rob Bottin and the rest of the team just because he was so young and he was in charge. Well, not and, just the tension, but like where John Carmer was like, uh, that didn't turn out very good. Like you need to redo that. And he's like, like on the fly, like rebuilding these things. Like some of the stuff is probably like a one and done situation. Oh yeah. Like some of the monsters where like the thing opens. I love the shot when the, when we see the dog thing in the kennel where it's like, yeah. th there's an eyeball Yes, there's, there's like kind of half a face and then it splits open and then like a little flower thing comes out of that and then there's tentacles coming out of the flower in one shot so there's like three different puppets yeah and they're doing really interesting stuff they're doing like lots of reverse stuff with the tentacles they're also for like the um the autopsy scenes they're using like real guts yes and chicken like livers and all kinds of weird stuff and like uh king crab legs and stuff they do that a lot in movies layer like breaks like a big yeah i mean it's a i mean what's what a better idea than you know just right there some yeah pig guts yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just all the different things happening within a shot you know the the head coming off and then the shot yeah. or it's on the ground and that's norris's that's, head coming off is 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 unbelievable plus like so that his head coming off is one thing right yeah then they have to make another i know that they have molds and stuff but like just getting the in 82 to get the the head that's on the ground that has the the tongue that's like trying to get away that's right it uses its that tongue as like a grab that yeah for that to like line up so the continuity of the effects and then having a separate head for when the spider legs come out through the floor each basically moment you have the dog scene you have the norris scene you have the blood test scene and then you have the final the blair creature scene, blair scene the ultimate the biggest thing yeah. oh, fuck you too yeah the blood test scene has an interesting moment because there's like a there's like a fake hand. Like a <laughs> I noticed it. So I, I, own, I actually, I, I, this is the first, I've seen this movie like 50 times. And this is the first time I, I don't know how I didn't notice it. It's one of those things. <laughs> well, you're not really looking at the hand though. No, you're, Plus, you're right. Uh, one thing that makes it work too, is they use the same setup. They, they use the same fake hand for another shot where the blood doesn't react. Yeah. And they, that's see, that's such a, I love stuff like that. It's, it's okay. It's it. That's an example of why like Jurassic Park works so fucking well is because it's a blend of CG models, stop motion, whatever, all these things. It's like whatever, whatever worked, works, whatever worked best for the shot. That's what they did. Yeah. It's like, let's look at the shot. What's the best thing to do? But even the same thing with the Lord of the Rings CG stuff into, had that yeah. too. Like, yeah. Cause it was on the cusp of like before they really had the, they had the technology to do that shit. And I, I would argue they, I don't know. I'm, I'm How much gonna, of the Lord of the Rings is like models and stuff. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. You know, they only use CG as a last resort. I'm probably going to sound like a snob here, but practical effects whenever possible. You, yes. CG, like look at the, look at this version of the thing and then look at the 2011 prequel and look at the effects, look at the difference. But Some also the, look, look at the footage of the practical effects that they had going. Yeah. 
they scrapped the practical effects in the prequel. The Thing, good movie, watch it. If you haven't seen The Thing, you're an idiot, but we forgive you. And uh, you have time to watch this movie. It's $3.99 on Amazon. It is. But screw that. Just buy it because you're going to want to rewatch it. Well, it you also is going to say, too, with your it's, it's a good movie just to watch once. Like, it's a fine. If you just watch it once. Yeah, you're going to have a great It plays time. like a horror film. Yeah. If you kind of get into the weeds, watch it multiple times, try to figure out who dies when. It's a lot more fun to do that, too. So you can watch it on either level. You know? Yeah, and I would suggest uh, after you watch the first time, or if you've seen it, check out um, if you're nerdy enough, check out some YouTube videos of like uh, people breaking it down and trying to figure out exactly what goes down. A lot of just deliberately ambiguous stuff, which is great. You never see that in a movie anymore. And I'm just amazed this movie bombed at the box office, but I'm glad it's found uh, success yeah, it's... as like a cult film. Yeah. I am uh, the same age now that Wilford Brimley was in 1982 when they made this, which is holy 47. shit. <laughs> you look, he looked horrible. You look incredible. Oh, thanks. Well, it's funny because in he, they made Cocoon in 1985. Yeah. Where he's playing a character who's like retired and an old man, but he's yes. in real life. He's like 50. <laughs> holy shit. Wilford Brimley. I feel like he looked like when he was a baby he looked like a teenager all right time for a section called what are you watching well i've been watching the great british baking show and can i can i say something you were like oh they they change hosts and stuff yeah it's tell point. me that noel fielding from the mighty boosh was one of the hosts oh i don't know who that is oh <laughs> he's like the posh he has like got black hair he's got a very unique face yeah, He's I know. Who, yeah, I know who he is on the show, but I I hadn't seen him. Oh yeah, so the Mighty Boosh is this. It was a radio show at first, which uh, it's on Spotify. You should listen to it. I think you will love it. How many seasons uh, in are you? Five. Oh. So this is the first. Yeah. This is the first season where Mary Berry is gone. Okay. And they have the new girl, the new lady. She's fine. She's no Mary Berry. She's the yeah, best. She's Paul's the man, though. I love Paul. And it has two new hosts. Um, yeah, it's that one guy, the very British guy, the, the sort of yeah, the Noel guy Fielding. you're talking about. Yeah. And yeah, he's kind of like... I don't know who that other person is. And the other either. woman, I've seen her before. I, 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 she, she's fine. And I've been watching... I've, I've continued to watch... Uh, mayor of east town which is an hbo miniseries okay. and uh small town outside of philadelphia so it's it's pa oriented which i love it i it's not perfect but i like it a lot the performances for the most part are really good i i've i watched i ended up watching three different horror movies of varying quality all kind of in the style of like a um I guess found footage type film or which I guess the Blair Ugh. Witch kind of popularized. So yeah, and they did it. They it's like that's a one and done. The found footage. Oh well. All right. It's... So the ones a paranormal activity four. Oh boy. Which I was terrible. I hadn't that's the worst one. I had no yeah. but I had no expectations. I was like, well, I've seen the first three. This one's gonna be terrible but i'm gonna watch it anyway so it, and it was terrible 
a couple decent deaths in it but otherwise not worth i can't it. believe you <laughs> i like bad you do horror this movies. to yourself yeah i like bad horror all right so the second one which i was really disappointed with spree it's got the guy from stranger things like steve from stranger things and he's like oh a, yeah he's yeah uber yeah, yeah. driver and it's he's not like good huh no i was so dis- i was thinking it was going to be good I, I, I heard that yeah i got this like idea that maybe it was kind of good it's not i mean i like I that know. actor i like him yeah i mean not good and actually the the third one which i'm a, a little bit ashamed to admit that i actually kind of liked was um unfriended to dark web which can i tell you something before <laughs> yeah. you go on with your review of it i cannot wait for you to hear yourself say that when you're re-listening to this oh yeah <laughs> it'll be good yeah i i just re-listened to myself talking about unhinged and that was fun so <laughs> i what i those there's two of them okay this, i watched them both Right, they're kind of like talking like in the Zoom thing, and shit, yeah, right? it's really dedicated to its aesthetic, which is the whole thing's taking place on a laptop, and it does it pretty well. Like it's pretty believable. Like yeah, the it'll be like you know the character will start to type something, and then stop, and then delete it, you know, and then start typing a different thing, and it. It pl- it pulls off that aesthetic. Both movies pull off that aesthetic pretty right. well. Right, there's enough grounded reality in it of little details that help push it push you through. Yeah, and then she's you like know. research. She clicks onto a YouTube video, and then she's clicking over here. And yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thanks. Uh, my name is Brad Patello at Brad Patello. Find me on Instagram, and Gus is Mr. Trouth. All right, cool, man.